You're listening to Leah and Alana watch The X-Files. Leah's seen it. Alana hasn't. I'm Leah. I'm Alana. Okay, we are talking about episode eight. This is episode eight, right? It's episode nine. nine. <gasps> episode nine. Wow, we're really <laughs> going through it. Uh, but this episode is titled Space, and it's all about Mulder and Scully investigating NASA. This episode made me think about the time when you and I were going to drive to a rocket launch. And oh. it was like, we we're going to, like, doing it would have meant that we were probably awake for like over 24 hours. There was a snowstorm oh, yeah. happening. <laughs> But we were going to do it anyway, but then NASA canceled it because of the snowstorm. Yeah, they were like, the weather is, is, is not conducive to launching a rocket. We were like, well, we were willing to drive in it. So. <laughs> uh, still, still one of, you know, the most heartbreaking memories that I have. It was very upsetting because we were willing to just like really put ourselves in danger and in pain but I, like yeah. I know that I don't remember what specifically the times were but I just know we were gonna have to probably leave in the morning to get there but it wasn't happening yeah. until like the next morning and we weren't gonna like stay somewhere we were just gonna like camp out and then we were gonna have to drive back all in a snowstorm we were willing to do it and it just NASA wasn't willing to let us do it. They were not. They were like, absolutely not. This is, this is not okay. They canceled it because they knew we were going to do that. Yeah. Ugh, that is NASA. reckless behavior. But this episode did, like the whole time I was just, it made me think about you a lot because I was just like, I'm sure Leah is loving this episode or oh, yeah. also hating it because it involves someone trying to sabotage NASA. Yeah, it was like, I guess it was a little bit of both because like the sabotaging was upsetting, but you, you kind of get from the beginning that, you know, there's, there's some other force at work. So it was kind of, it was, it was almost exciting to be like the the thing that was sabotaging NASA was an alien or, you know, I guess kind of a Martian is, is what it seems like. It was almost directly from, from Mars. Yeah. Yeah. The episode starts with like old news footage of NASA taking images of Mars. And there was like a face on the planet, I think. Mm -hmm. that's what happened right yeah see the, <laughs> the note that I physically wrote down for this which it really tells you something about how I take notes it says uh sculpt I said sculpture which I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's right I think it was uh maybe supposed to be like in the rock formation and therefore I was like sculpture that looks like a man's face they ready for Martians that's what I wrote ready for Martians. Who's they? I think it's you. I think <laughs> it's you me. were referring to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't I'm not quite sure what um what I meant by that, but they ready and we ready for Martians. So they ready, we ready, I ready, you ready. We all ready. <laughs> we all ready. <laughs> we all ready for Martians. Um yeah no that's that's that is pretty much 
what happened. I was, I was honestly sitting here thinking, I was like, Alana's going to do this description, right? Because uh, as I've been uh, listening to these and editing them, I've realized that as the person that's seen this show before, I very infrequently actually describe the plot lines. <laughs> and you do it all the time. So I'm afraid I'm going to lose uh, some of my validity as a... Uh, <laughs> the quote-unquote expert but I you know what I'm fine with that this is season one all right you guys just wait until we get to season three four five six seven eight you're gonna be like damn Leah knows what she's talking about now I feel like people probably still trust you as the expert because I feel like when I'm explaining the episodes as the person who has never watched <laughs> it we're really just seeing whether I understand what's happening or not or if yeah. I am like grasping what is being shown to me and oftentimes I am not so <laughs> <laughs> that is true I I do often have to it's you frequently phrase it and then there's a question to follow <laughs> yeah yeah I'm always kind of unsure which is that's you know so it's good that I'm checking in with you that like we're both on the same page that I understand what's happening. Yeah. I mean, you, you've done a pretty good job. I think you, as, as we know, our first few episodes were maybe, maybe you were, you were struggling, but as we've gone along, I'm saying this like we're seasons in, it's episode nine. Uh, I think you really, you, you handled it well. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm trying to grow and expand my yeah. ability to take in information from the X-Files, and I think I'm doing it. Now, this, this, this is a pointless thing that I'm going to bring up, that it has nothing to do with plot. Um, and I, I was kind of waiting to see if this is something that you would pick up on, but I've decided not to do that anymore. Did you happen to notice at any point in the series thus far that Mulder eats a lot of sunflower seeds? <laughs> no, but now that you say that, I am remembering seeing him eat sunflower yeah. seeds, yes. He does it in the first episode, and I was going to say it, and then I was like, no, I'm going to wait. And I don't think it's been every episode, but it's something that, like, the first time I watched all the way through, I didn't really notice, because it's just kind of, like, it just kind of happens, and you're not really you know, nobody talks about it. Um, but he eats sunflower seeds all the time throughout, like, the whole series. <laughs> and I just want to, I remember there being, later on, they do an episode, like, episode air quotes, that is like a, the making of the X-Files, and David Duchovny is kind of talking about the character of Mulder and how he's this odd dude and he was like you know we know he has this oral fixation because he's always eating sunflower seeds and um that phrase has never left my mind um <laughs> I like the attention to detail that David Duchovny has that he continued that throughout the whole series because I'm sure as we've kind of talked about I believe that he sometimes adds some ad libs he he takes a lot of um Liberty with his character like he's really like making decisions about Mulder and I believe that Mulder having an oral fixation is probably something that he thought of himself and was like I'm gonna 
<laughs> I'm gonna incorporate this into my scenes. I feel like one day, you know, when everybody from the X-Files watches our show, uh, one day Chris Carter is going to listen to this and be like, fuck you guys. I came up with all of this. Those actors had nothing to do with it. There was no creative freedom. Um, but I mean, really, who knows? Uh, it, it could have been, uh, yeah, I do want to know, like, is it scripted? Like, Mulder eats sunflower seeds, or... I don't know. But he couldn't, it had to have been in the script. I don't even know why I'm asking that, because if you're an actor, you can't just be like, I'm going to eat sunflower seeds during this scene. I think you can, though. Like, well, I think you I mean, be you like, you know what? Ask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't just do it. Someone just walks in, just like, with their snack for the day. <laughs> Yeah, how often do you think David Duchovny was like, is this a sunflower seed scene? Can we can we bring those in? Or or is this not yeah. not like the vibe for the sunflowers? Yeah, this is not because I mean sometimes the vibe just I don't know that he's choosing the right times. Cause he just keeps them so he he has them in the first episode, um when they're like in the graveyard as they dig up that uh the the grave you know, one of our favorite scenes. And they appear to just be, like, loose in his pocket. Like, he doesn't have a bag, but he's, like, pulling them out of nowhere. And I think that's disgusting. Like, you there's a... Have, like, um, you know, some loose pistachios in your pocket. I may have done that at, at some points in my life. I, well, okay, my argument to this is that I think that pistachios you kind of bite maybe to open it but sometimes you just pull it apart whereas sunflower seeds I feel like you put the whole thing in your mouth and then crack it pull the seed out and spit the spit the shell um at least that's how I ate them in my many years of softball uh and therefore you would be getting a lot of like pocket lint yeah probably but I, I don't think Mulder <laughs> cares about pocket lint I don't think he's noticing it he does it for the pocket lint <laughs> This is another really unimportant thing that I noticed, which is that in this first scene, and we're still on the very first scene here, it's it's a flashback to this astronaut's uh, time in space, I think. And so it's about a specific astronaut who becomes kind of like the, I don't know if he's the head of NASA, but he's a very important person Mm -hmm. at NASA. But in his past, he was in space and had an encounter in space. But anyway, in this news footage, he's, um, I think he's supposed to be younger than he is later in the episode, and he has hair, and the hair is a different color. Like, he has hair on top of his head that is, like, light brown, and the rest of his hair is gray. And then in the next scene, when it's later in time, he's bald. So they clearly just put a hairpiece on him, but it did not look realistic at all. And I just wanted to call that out. I think that most of what we do here is is call out strange things that we notice. Yeah, Um, fuck you, uh, (laughs) costume department. Fuck you, art decoration department. We're just, we're coming for you. But also bless you for Scully's big blazers. Yeah, that was another thing that I wanted to talk about. Thank you, costume (laughs) department, for 
the red suit that Scully wears in this episode. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. You know, a lot of that recent night we had where we watched a lot of David Duchovny uh, and Jillian Anderson interviews on YouTube and texted each other for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Yes, I remember that well. Uh, <laughs> at one point in that night, I was watching an interview from around when the second movie came out. And they're one of the questions, they're interviewing each other. And one of the questions is like, if you could change Scully's style, something, something, what would you do to it? And Jillian Anderson kind of like shits on how Scully dresses in the start of the show. She's like, you know, I think she struggled for a while there, but now I think she's got it. And um, I would strongly disagree. I would say that the fashion in 1993 was way stronger than 2008. Yeah, I agree with you. I disagree with Jillian Anderson. And I'm kind of a bit upset at her that she thinks that because I I don't know what Scully (laughs) dresses like later. I don't know that yet. But I feel very connected to the way that she dresses now. Yeah, I th- I guess I think I-, I would love I would love for Jillian to have to answer that question again because I think she's probably changed her mind by now, and would think that that fashion is is a lot more fun than later on Scully. Uh, but I I guess two thousand eight was a very different time. I I can't even, I don't remember it at all. <laughs> no, I don't really either. What was I wearing? I have absolutely no clue. Oh, I was wearing nothing good. I can tell you that. <laughs> 2008 was not the peak of fashion, um, no. but, but yeah, I just thought that that, I was like, how dare you, how dare you talk about her and her, her big blazers and her, they were like, she wore a lot of, a lot of pencil skirts, uh, I think, I want to say, and what if I made this up, and I'm gonna accredit it to David Duchovny, but I have this faint recollection of them saying that Hillary Clinton got her style inspiration from Scully in the early seasons. Uh, Hillary Clinton wishes. She needed bigger blazers. She, that she, yeah, she, that's what she was missing. That would have really done it for her. Shoulder pads. Mm-hmm. I really felt while watching this episode, um, one of the, I don't know, I guess guess it's semi-important that um, when they're, you know, called to this case because what's-her-face comes and is like, they're going to sabotage the mission, you know, she suspects something's going on. We already done a bad job explaining this plot, but I'm just going to roll Yeah, we haven't done a great job, but it's fine. No, it's it's fine. It's fine. People are going to catch on. Um, Boulder is like so stoked. Because they're going to go to NASA, and he knows this guy whose last name is Belt, and I don't really remember his first name, but because of the mission that they went on prior, and those flashbacks you were mentioning, he's just, like, losing his mind and so ready to meet these astronauts. And I was really watching, and I was like, this is me. This is the energy that I carry around. And I was like... If I, if I had the opportunity to meet astronaut Scott Kelly, my personal hero, uh, first man to spend a full year in space, I would be acting exactly how Boulder was. Probably less cool. I would, I would not have held it together as well um, because I am not an FBI agent that would need to act professional. 
I took note of the same thing. That was a big part of what I liked about this episode is what a a fanboy Mulder is. And I I specifically wrote that I felt like this would be us if we were in this situation because he is, he's just like in love with this astronaut he's getting to meet. He's just like, he knows everything about like the, um, the rocket launches at various times. When he sees the rocket launch, his face is just, pure joy like pure pure joy and I was like yeah I I really connect with with what he's feeling right here it's you know it's like what our faces would have looked like if we had been able to drive to Virginia for for the rocket launch I also thought that it was funny that this woman comes to Mulder and Scully and is Mm -hmm. like I think there's somebody trying to sabotage this launch we had to cancel today's at the last minute we're redoing it tomorrow. We need you to find the person who's sabotaging it. In a day. <laughs> They're expected yeah. to come into NASA and find the saboteur in like, like under 24 hours. She thought that they would just know by looking at them or something. Like, there's yeah. no time for investigation. It's just come and point them out. Yeah. And Mulder and Scully uh, don't do that. They, they mm-hmm. don't find the person, so the rocket launches, but it launches successfully. Mulder does a little fist pump. He's, like, so excited, <laughs> jumping up and down, very happy. I do I do enjoy in this episode, I, I guess I enjoy and I'm annoyed by um, Mulder kind of constantly, you know, he's, like, listening to what's going on and then we'll then re-explain it to Scully, but she's, like, five feet behind him. But I, I don't know. I kind of see it as, um, at first I was like, fuck you. Like, she can hear them. But then I was like, you know what? She knows that he's just excited. And she's just like, this is cute. I'm just going to let him tell me what's going on and, and not tell him that, that I heard. And I think that that's, that's very sweet. I felt the same way. I wrote the same thing. I, I think I was maybe more annoyed by it or just like, wow. Uh, Mulder's really doing some mansplaining here. He was because really mansplaining to yeah, her. Everything the NASA people would say, he would then lean down and whisper it in her ear. Like the exact same thing they just said. Yeah, and she's and, sitting directly next to him. <laughs> right, and sometimes he would add a little bit more context, but a lot of the times he was just whispering the exact same thing that they said. But then she would just like nod and be like, okay, Mulder. Yeah. Yeah, I I think well, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt there, but you know, I think it would be cute if the scenario was that she just liked that he was excited. He yeah, that's probably true because he was very excited. And like he wasn't talking about aliens, so she was like, I'm just gonna let him I'm gonna let him have I'm gonna I'm gonna save my comments for when yeah. they're really needed. At some point, the woman that um comes to them needing help because she she wants to find the person who's sabotaging everything gets into a car accident it's a pretty bad car accident her car like flips over she's pinned under it Mulder and Scully pull her out but she's like actively bleeding from her head but (laughs) she goes back to NASA and continues to work never even wipes the blood off her head even the next day when they're doing like a press (laughs) conference Blood is still fully on her she head. She doesn't have the time. 
she re I just was really concerned for her because I thought that she really needed medical help that she was not getting. Yeah, it does seem like she, she should have at least, you know, some, like, does NASA not have doctors or, like, access to medical attention that could have come by her work? She didn't have to go to the hospital. They could have just come and checked her out. I, I don't want you to uh, breeze over the fact that she got in a car accident because the alien spirit flew past her car. Uh, yeah, she did. Was that... Now, now remind me, because you've seen this uh, and know it better than I have. Uh, does that happen after the spirit leaves Belt's body? Yes, right? Yes, I he's, think so. He's pretty much possessed by it most of the time, and then he lays in bed at night, and it, at that face, the face, you know, the sculpture from Mars, <laughs> um, leaves his body, and I want to believe it crashed her car on purpose. Yes, because it definitely did. It was like, no, this bitch is on to me. Exactly. Um, before it's like, goes directly back into space and like literally makes a thump against the side of of the rocket which i think is a little obvious um for this alien but whatever i have a lot of questions about what this alien is doing and how it's choosing <laughs> yeah. to conduct itself because it so it possessed this guy when he was in space years ago. It has been possessing him. So he has been sabotaging NASA from within because this alien is possessing him. But then we learn that the alien can also leave his body, do other things, go to space very quickly, and sabotage things from actually being in space. So it's like, well, why didn't it just do that in the first place? Why does it even need to possess this guy? It, this spirit was going at it from all angles and I'm st I'm still not even sure like what its goal was other than I, stop NASA I think that's just what it was and I think it was specifically around Mars it didn't want them taking pictures of Mars it didn't want them getting close to Mars it was that's just right. like get the fuck away from Mars because they ready for Martians but Martians <laughs> aren't ready for them that's so true. Wow. That's, that's, I hope that they uh, used a line similar to that in the original ad for this show. They're ready for Martians, but Martians <laughs> ain't ready for they. <laughs> that's how people talked in 1993, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't... <laughs> breeze over the fact or let go of the fact that one of the things we learn in this episode is that this guy who has been sabotaging NASA since he was possessed by this Martian is also maybe responsible for the Challenger blowing up. The Challenger, a oh, very right. real yeah. rocket <laughs> they made this guy responsible for. Yeah, I do. I kind of love when this show draws parallels to like actual life like this um because there are times when I watch it and I'm like maybe that did happen like, they I want to believe so bad that I'm willing to believe that this fictional um plot it has some has some validity to it um because who's to say I, I don't know 
Yeah, I guess we don't know if uh, an alien was <laughs> behind the Challenger blowing up. I kind of don't think so, but I guess I don't really know. I'm not an expert. I mean, what was it then, Alana? I actually could not answer that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I no clue. <laughs> it kind of, that kind of just brings me to something that I have been thinking the past few episodes, which is that aliens aren't good in this show. At least up until now, I, I guess my, my thinking of what the show was going to be was Mulder being interested in aliens because they're cool and interesting and maybe having some like cool experiences with them. But up until now, and obviously we're only at episode nine, aliens are bad. They're, they're villains. They don't do anything good. They're interested only in hurting us. They don't like us and they're, they're not good. You are, hmm, you have no clue. <laughs> but um, I will say that, yeah, yeah, they're, they're pretty much bad. It's, this show is not about aliens being like our friends um it's that's just... so surprising to me because why it's, did it's you think really... that <laughs> i don't know because i guess like people who like this show are people who like aliens who are like into the idea of making contact with aliens that's also what Mulder is Mulder. well mm -hmm. I, I don't know that i can say he likes aliens but he wants to make contact with them he wants to believe in them so that kind of makes me think that aliens are not always going to be good, but like maybe there would be some positive or cool experiences, and there's just not, at least up until now. No. It's, it's just, all bad. It's just no, yeah. I I won't I won't say much more, but um, I, it doesn't get better. Um, mm -hmm. The alien reputation does not improve much. Um, no, yeah, it's really just like the existence of them and their their general presence and believing in something beyond uh human life um but that does not but shouldn't, mean that they're good but shouldn't then kind of like the point of wanting to know about them be more like well we need to protect ourselves we need to like understand who they are so that we can like protect ourselves because they're only interested in hurting us but that's not Mulder's goal at all I, I can't tell you why. It's not, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you, but yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's just that, well, nobody believes him, <laughs> like, for the most part. Like, the FBI lets him do this, but they're not, like, they're, I mean, they're trying, to, they hire Scully to work with him to try and shut it down. Like, they're not really on board with this. Um, I would think that if, if Mulder was in a position where he had more people around him that believed in, in the same things, maybe there would eventually be a point where he's like, you know, wanting to learn more to protect everybody and yada, yada, yada. But right now he's just a man running on his own trying to prove that they are there at all. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. You do have to get everyone on board that they exist before you can start talking about like, well, what are we going to do about it? Do you want two fun facts about this episode that I learned? Um, I would love fun facts. Yes. Okay. So I hope they're true, but this I hope episode, they're fun. <laughs> I, I think they are. Um, the first one is just that 
the uh this episode was written after there was news of a face on mars um that was found in uh, a photo of the surface of mars um which have you looked at that photo no but i'm gonna pull it up right now i imagine it looks exactly like this uh alien um spirit um the second is that they i guess uh wanted this to be another kind of like bottle episode which the episode before this was ice which was also a bottle episode because they kept exceeding their budget during the first season um and they were (laughs) they like because they used like stock footage they were like on track until they um built the nasa like command center which cost so much that it became the most expensive episode of the first season. Wow. <laughs> Which I think is just, how? How? <laughs> just by making the command center, they spent more than any other episode in all 24 episodes of season one. <laughs> That's crazy. But also, I feel like you said something similar about ice where they did that episode (laughs) to like cut costs but it's like they never cut costs (laughs) i would think ice and this episode were two would be two of the most expensive episodes because it's like i maybe they weren't really filming on location but they needed like outside exterior shots that were different than normal and same with nasa like they aren't using sets they already have because they have to build a nasa set so how would this save money? I think, I, like, the concept of a bottle episode saves money, but in order for this show to be interesting, like, they can't do a typical, like, they can't do a bottle episode that just exists in, like, their basement office, which is, yeah. like, how other shows would do bottle episodes. Like, it just takes place in their home or, like, wherever their primary set is. Um, like, they can't do that. And so that, like, concept doesn't work this show because wherever it takes place then has to be so extravagant and so much has to exist within it that they just fuck themselves over which I think is so funny (laughs) it's really funny that this is episode nine and they've already like blown their budget like what's it gonna be like when we get to episode 22 is it just gonna be like very basic computer graphics (laughs) Uh, you'll have to wait and see. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, kind of, there are some episodes where their graphics, like, aren't great, but, like, for the 90s, they're still really good, and even now watching it, you're like, they, they, they did a good job with how much of this is, is not real. At some point in this episode, they find out that someone is sabotaging the rocket from like within from actually like in their building and Mm -hmm. they run to the place they think the sabotage is coming from and find a guy who's in this place and they're like what are you doing here like what are you are you are you behind this and the guy's just like uh i work here and they're just like okay and then they let him go and it's (laughs) like well, yeah, the person who's sabotaging everything is going to work there. I don't think that's a good alibi. Yeah, it's really not. Like, it's obvious. Like, if someone's sabotaging from the inside, they didn't break in. Like, 
That's not what that means. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I mean, it wasn't that guy, so they were okay to let him go, but I really don't think they thought it through. I also was really confused by one of the ending scenes when we know this guy is the guy who's sabotaging everything. He's freaking out. He's, I don't know what's happening to him, but he's having like a major breakdown and they call the ambulance for him. And he's, Scully says that he's like close to having an aneurysm and he's just like, I, he's, he's experiencing some problems. And Mulder puts his finger up in front of his face and is like, focus on this, focus right here, focus, focus, focus. And Scully's like, what are you doing to him, Mulder? You're going to kill him. And Mulder's just holding his finger up and he's like, focus, focus. And then he starts asking the guy questions and it's like his finger is, is like, what's the word that I'm looking for? Uh, it's like he's hypnotized the guy and the guy can't lie. He's asking him, him questions as if he has put the guy under hypnosis. And I mean, it works, but I, I was confused as to whether that's actually what he did or is this some other kind of technique that he knows about? Yeah, I, 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 I remember that scene and I can only imagine Scully as an actual medical doctor being just so pissed at him. Um, yeah, because it really just seems like he's trying to get him to, like, you know, like, if your eyes can, I think doctors do that in moments to, like, see if, if your eyes are able to focus, which is, like, a cognitive test, but, like, this guy is just dying, so, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if that would work, but he is dying from the alien spirit, you know, I would believe that Mulder, um, can hypnotize people, I would believe it. But I, That's what it I, seems like. I don't know that that is what he was doing. I, I think he was just trying to get him to focus. Yeah, I guess the part that, that confuses me about it is that he's making the guy tell the truth when the guy otherwise was not giving these answers. I do think maybe that guy knew he was going to die and that could have contributed to it and also he was walking around most of the time it seemed possessed by um the spirit which may have been something that prevented him from saying something sooner and then also how how (laughs) if he were to have at any point before then tried to tell someone what was going on what the fuck was he gonna say? Yeah. I'm, I went to space and an extraterrestrial spirit entered my body and it's been living with me and it's sabotaging the missions. Like, no, that's not gonna fly. I do believe that that man loved his job because even though he was possessed by it, when it left, he, you know, he tried to fix it in some ways. Right, we find out that no. he was he was the guy who sent the initial report to yes. the woman that made her think that there was sabotage. And Mulder does say later that he doesn't know that this guy was ever consciously aware of the things that he was doing when he was possessed. Right, because he was truly just possessed by an alien spirit. So I guess it took, you know, hypnosis by focusing on a finger to... <laughs> 
get the truth out. Like, is it just because the spirit was like killing him and leaving him at that point? Because there's one moment when you can see the face like come out of his face when they're there, like he's on the stretcher. Like, can everyone else see that? Or like, did everybody in that did everybody in that hospital see that? Or or was it like just him and then Mulder because Mulder's magical? Yeah, it's very confusing to me when the alien is in him, when the alien's in space. It can't, is the alien in two places at once? Why does it keep coming back to him? It's a lot yeah. of questions. It's, if we could interview that alien spirit, that would really clear a lot of things up. Yeah, interview him, give him some suggestions on better ways to commit his sabotage. <laughs> You want to help the alien spirit sabotage NASA, Alana? No, not really. I just don't think that... You're like, no, but he could do it better. Yeah, he's just not very confident, I don't think. Yeah, I do think he could have caused a lot more damage than he did. Yeah. But maybe it was he, he was limited to a human form. Which, why? Did he have... Because he left his body and crashed that woman's car. Like, did he have to be in a... Couldn't he just go and, like, crash into spaceships all day long that were launching? Right. That's what I'm saying. Why did he ever come back to Earth? He could have just, like, stayed up in space he could crashing have been just into right the spaceships. At the edge of the atmosphere, just, like, yeah. pew, smacking him back down. Exactly. Like a bouncer. Like, you're not allowed <laughs> in here. At the end of this episode, though, the guy who was possessed is in the hospital. The alien's still in him. And he ends up jumping out the window. And we're, we're told that he makes this decision. Um, Mulder kind of like believes that he chose to kill himself because of what the alien was doing to him. But when he jumps out the window, they intercut scenes of him falling with scenes of when he was an astronaut in space and doing his spacewalk. And that made me really sad. I thought it was just like a very kind of poignant end to the episode. And also Mulder was very heavy with grief in the next scene that was very affecting. Yeah, that was basically, you know, his childhood hero. I'm like, I'm upset just thinking about an astronaut dying. (laughs) It was very sad. But then in the next scene, Scully and Mulder are at his funeral and are like, front row front and center at his funeral like they were his best friends i met him like two days before <laughs> but listen they're fbi i bet you anything they flashed their badges and just got to that front row yeah front of the line did it i want to say that our next episode is a big milestone for you yeah episode, episode 10. 10 how do you feel how do you feel currently how do you feel at nine You know, I feel good, but again, I'm just not going to believe that we're going to get to 10 until we get to 10. Yeah. And then, and then after there, where do you go? I guess 11. (laughs) Just one at a time. Then each one is the equal accomplishment of 10. (laughs) Yeah. Every episode after 10 is a bonus step I never thought I would take. I guess we should end with our closing message. But you know what? I think this time I'm going to say, aliens, if you're out there, I don't know if I want you to come get us because you're kind of scaring me now. (laughs) 